All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I just imagine that it would have been so frustrating for him to talk to a normal person. Not only is he just computing at a way different level than the rest of us, but also he has to take the time to like mouth type out his thoughts to call a normal person an idiot. (laughs) Well, his software is interesting. Like it's got a bunch of really common sayings. Like he was basically texting before anybody texted. Hell yeah. Right. But that guy got a two year life expectancy when he was 21 and lived to be 76. Like, really? I didn't know that. He's the record for the longest living with Lou Gehrig's disease. Like when Lou Gehrig got ALS, he basically died right away. Yeah, it was quick. Whereas Hawking kept it going his whole life. Yeah, we talked about that. Never threw a single pitch in the MLB, though. Hawking? Of course not. <laughs> Are we going? We're going. Oh, this is a, we're doing the podcast? Yeah, this is a podcast. The Stephen Hawking's uh, tribute podcast. That was super sad. Super sad, Stephen Hawking. A, he's, a, he's a good, good man. So welcome to Real Life. I guess we're doing the old rolling start. And this week, uh, Real Life is brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. Rig Hand Distilleries is the maker of the new Nation Vodka, not to be confused with the original Nation Vodka, which is now sold and rolled and digested and peed out into Edmonton toilets. Mm. And we're reloading with a new one. And 
our friends at Rig Hand, our boy Jeff out there, they're ballers. They got an award-winning beet rum bag milk. Get Otherwise out. known as Brum. Get out. Can you imagine that? Beet rum for a man such as yourself who's mostly made of beets at this point in his Why career? Why would they do that? Because that's what sugar cane comes from, I assume. Beets. Well, you make vodka or booze out of what is like native to you. So beets grow all over the prairies, I believe. Do they not? I'm they so do. upset about They're this. They're everywhere. I'm sure it's delicious, Rig Hand. Send me a bottle. I'll drink well, it on I'm, the Beatcast. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, of anybody in the world who's qualified to endorse anything beat-related, it's got to be you with yeah. Brum. I'm yeah. single-handedly propping up the industry. Like, instead of eating a bowl of beets, you have to chug an entire bottle of Brum. Pass out dead on a live broadcast. Think of the views. Oh, the views. Yeah. Think of the views. Think of the periscopes. Like, last night's Beatcast after the Calgary game got 3,300 people watched it. That's a perfect Brum advertising yeah. idea. That's the only way to advertise Brum, I believe. I would agree. Rig Hand, send me some Brum. Yeah, Rig Hand. I'll drink that. I know you're not listening. And if you are listening, that means that we were able to get the podcast out this week. What do you mean? This is the ghost episode, (laughs) boys. Because as you well recall, we did this show yesterday. And between me and Dan and everybody else, we fucked up. And then I shut down GarageBand on my laptop because I was going home to live a rich and full life. And we lost your bag milk mic feed, and you were the most important mic feed as always because you always have such witty insights. Yeah. Hot, hot fire was spit yesterday. I don't think the Cowboys as the bar has never been spoke about more. Well, in- Connor McDavid was on the show. Yes, we had him here. Exactly. Yeah. You know how hard it's going to be to get Connor back? My God, he's so busy. What with his back-to-back heart trophies and his CIBC deal? <laughs> nah, no. So we lost the whole episode. So we're starting again. We're going back to the drawing board. And the first thing we have to talk about, because we started tweeting about it and people started getting back to us, was the concept of a unicorn jersey. Yeah. And what we talked about was it's great to have a Connor McDavid jersey. I myself have the first Connor McDavid jersey ever with a captain C on it because when we won the draft lottery, I insisted on the C being stitched on even though we didn't own the team. The guys at the store that made it, which I won't shout out because they said it was super illegal as though Gary Bettman and Bill Daly themselves <laughs> were going to show up. So we can't do that. He's not even Oilers property yet. I said, shut up. Give me my jersey. I remember when you popped that on at the party too and everybody was just like, He's got the C on his jersey already. That's right, bitches. I came correct. Well, we talked about the anti Connor McDavid jersey right. and getting if you're if you're a hardcore Oilers fan or, or or you consider yourself one, who are the jerseys that you're repping that you don't see? Like, are you rocking the Salmalinen? Yeah, are that's you, what I want to know. Are about. you rocking a Mike York sixteen? Oh, you know, oh, is that spot check? Oh, spot check. Excellent. You, Samsonov. I saw Samsonov uh, when I was at a game early in the year, October maybe October November. I saw a guy rocking the Samsonov. Oh, I respect that because that's a quick grab. Like him and spot check are like all you know trade deadline acquisitions. They you know had literally half a cup of coffee in Edmonton. If you got a Dick Tarnstrom, we want to see it. If you got oh, a Dicky, you want to see someone's dick. dick? Yes, comma Tarnstrom. Slide into Dan's DMs. He'll. Verify Hit all. Dan up with all your dick pics. You heard it. You That's heard right. it here first. If dick turns from photos, please send it down. If you can hear this, it means we made a miracle happen with the recording. I'm looking forward to hearing some some deep, disgusting stuff from Dan about what he got hit up with. So there. what we started talking about last time is what unicorn jersey you personally would want to get. On a new 2018 Oilers Adidas covered in speed holes, mm. what player? I, I think if you want some real attention... Uh, albeit negative and hate, uh, you would go and waste your money on a Patrick O'Sullivan uh, jersey and see what kind of shade gets thrown your way as you're walking down Ford Hall. That would be spicy. And Patrick O'Sullivan. That is, that is hate on a jersey. Yeah. Twitter guru, Patrick O'Sullivan. Be like, we could tweet it at him. Hey, Patrick, I got, we found somebody with your jersey. Oh, no, you blocked us, so you'll never oh, see this. Dr- won't block me. 
That's the funniest thing. I got blocked from shrapnel. Somebody made a joke about Patrick O'Sullivan and tagged me in it, and he blocked me for it. See, Same li- reason I got blocked by Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie Whoa. O'Donnell blocked you? Yeah. Marvelous. Yeah. Is it a team? Is it Parker, her kid? Probably it was Rosie? Parker. It probably Parker, wasn't yeah. it? That's oh, really sorry interesting. Sorry to hear, man. Wow. That's, a, that's a devastating block right there. Yeah. Who's your biggest celebrity follow? Uh, probably Eric Johnson. Mm-hmm. My boy Eric. Mm-hmm. 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 I think. Maybe Jonathan Torrance. Oh, Can I say that. mine? Can I say my story after two? Oh, shit. When you're the same, stopped, it's yeah. the same story where it's, it's, it's actually me, but you get shrapnel. credit for it? Somebody, my biggest celebrity uh, follows me, thought I was you. That's my story. Yes, yes. So go ahead, tell your story, and then Mine I've got nothing. is a well-known porn star, I believe, from yeah. P- Pornhub and YouPorn and Porn Anything fame. Keep naming all your favorite sites. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> hey, check the favorites. Uh, one, Nikki Benz, who was also a oh, nice. mayoral candidate uh, for Toronto. And so you met Nikki Benz. Met That's Nikki Benz so in a Nashville bar. We connected over both being Canadian because obviously she probably doesn't uh, encounter enough of us or a man uh, that can have a non-sexual conversation with her for more than 30 seconds without yeah starting to, to the point yeah. yeah to this conversation we're to the point where t- we talked for like five minutes literally just about Canada there was no you know any you know business n- talk nothing, if you will yeah, no, business no work talk. talk there was no casting couch or anything right. like that good but, for you uh, thank you and that's the story of how Nikki Benz became both her best <laughs> friends uh. Hell of a tale. If you're wondering why the audio was all over the road, it's because I accidentally kicked a cord that popped out of the laptop, making myself the MVP of production for the second week in a row. I really miss Maj, because that guy knew how to do things, and now we had to learn how to do it ourselves. Shout out to Maj, wherever you are on your voyage of life. It was the podcast equivalent of when you were on dial-up and mom picked up the phone. Hello, hello. Why are you talking to somebody who sounds like this? That's my friend, Mom. Why are you talking to robots again? Yeah, that's my friend. I miss that tone. You know, it was weird. Like, my niece is 15 years old and has never heard that tone ever. Apart from going on YouTube and playing it out as a video just to hear what it was like. That's messed up. No, we can't go down the road of last week where all we talked about was old man stuff. Bars that weren't open anymore. Do you remember when you used to get dial-up CDs at gas stations? Dial-up CDs? Yeah, oh yeah. What's that mean? You load the software into your computer and you had some free internet, courtesy of the gas station. For real? Oh, yeah. Oh. Where gas, were you born? Gas station internet. Small the towns, Appalachian man. Mountains of Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, you could get them also sometimes in cereal boxes along with Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, I remember that. That was an AOL promotion. Mm-hmm. Now, where the hell were we where we were told they were out of internet? We were traveling around somewhere, and we went to get the Wi-Fi code. And you remember there was, like, re, like, like it would expire, and they would give you, like, a 40-digit key and stuff like that. And I remember going out and being like, hey, can I get a couple of Wi-Fi passwords? And they're like, we're out of internet. And what they meant was they had no more key, like, codes to give out, but they were out of the internet at this hostel. I was actually, this is, like, recently, this past summer, did an RV trip up to the Yukon, which I highly recommend everyone doing. Uh, and we went to this, this beautiful lake called Muncho Lake, and there's, like, two gas stations, like, the only two gas stations. Warm today, eh? like giving you the whole <laughs> whatever, and like the gas pump is like from the 1940s. It's got like the you know the ticking numbers. Um, that's not digital. Uh, I guess that's called analog. I don't mm. know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like. I want to go fishing. I need a fishing license. Can I use your Wi-Fi with my laptop to download some fishing uh, licenses? You won't be able to download. I only get like 500 megs of internet a month. 
And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, after that, I'm out. And I'm like, <laughs> You're out? I'm like, I'm like so like... Like, but maybe that area is not in 2018 yet. Maybe this is still that. Well, now know, that being that remote, I could see. Maybe it. he was stockpiling all his cereal boxes and CD internet and uh, still living off that. But yeah, he was like limited. He's like, like don't run, don't don't use up all my internet because once it's gone, it's gone. If you'll excuse me, I'm about to render Pirates of the Caribbean on my computer through the Wi-Fi. Oh my God. Well, yeah. it was funny is he actually did rent DVDs out of his uh, gas station too. But this uh, guy had yeah. it going on. Yeah, didn't yeah. he have? I'm thinking back to our first conversation about Nikki Benz, and this guy must have been very selective with his choices if you know what i'm saying if he's he had... old school he would be print <laughs> over oh, yeah. digital print media of yeah. course yeah, yeah yeah his uh his magazine uh offering was intense that was one of the greatest days of my life when i was a uh, young young bagged milk in what? elementary school oh. and one of the older guys brothers worked at a gas station and told us when they were throwing away all the magazines so oh, we dove no. into the dumpster like a sweet sweet treasure hunt to find that sweet like the library of congress but for idiot kids that's right wow that is an amazing hookup and they Fantastic. just keep the, they, they send back um parts of the cover you get a refund right something like that yeah because what we were... too much money to ship the whole magazine back mm, yeah there's a thing that those, out, yeah. the, they just clip out something and huck the rest right? we tried selling individual pages for a quarter apiece of the nudity yeah Ooh, well i don't done. I don't want to be the guy who comes back with a similar story, although that's sort of what a podcast is. It just makes you unpopular in day-to-day life. I used to go to the Wee Book Inn, Young Wanye, looking to make them Skrillas, and I would walk in, and I would go to the back of the, the Wee Book Inn on 150-whatever-street whatever in Stony Plain Road, middle of Tough Town, blocks away from my junior high, and I'd wheel in with 20 bucks, and I would get myself three nudie magazines, which were a dollar each at the time because I was born in 1910. And I would slide the 20 across to the guy and sort of make fleeting eye contact with him and keep walking, not breaking stride. And I would go back and sell the pages like you did. Nice. You'd make money. Yeah. Like three, four magazines, walk away with 10, 20 bucks in profit. Good for you for just getting the magazines. Because what I used to do at a similar age was magazines, but with like some other casual items in there as well. Like, oh, I also need this lemonade and a score bar. Oh, Don't, it just at like, a store. Yeah, yeah. See, I felt like the people at Max were like uncorruptible, whereas the guy working at the WeBook Inn was wide open for bribery. Like, no, 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 I work at Esso. I'm a millionaire of my own. I don't require your... But also brand new nudie magazines. Who the hell were you? Rockefeller? Gates? These were, uh, you know, these were tougher times, right? Yeah. There was, uh, we, were, we were traveling through the Sahara Desert of uh, adolescence. True. And we needed to bless the rains down in Africa. And as you do, you go in and... Scrape what you have together for change, and you're you're running like a high op costs business because you got to buy lemonade and you got to buy. I'm in, I'm out. These are used. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm thinking about it now with my microbiologist brain that the germs on those things probably weren't the best idea. I would also do the move of going to the Pizza Hut on Stony Plain Road for all you can eat Wednesdays, and I would bring a backpack with tinfoil I'd brought from mm. home, and I would steal a whole bunch of pieces of pizza with a guy you know from later on in life, but I don't think we can say people's names. We would go back to the school after lunch and sell pizza. Oh, smart. I like that, that was good oh, living. Oh, wow, that's a good That's scheme. a good one. I like yeah, that. That's, that was that, good. We call that hustling, folks. That was good, and like we found a way that we would basically just – we had to be at Pizza Hut long enough to look like you were eating. So that was like the hard thing in all of it was that you had to like go be like, mmm, delicious. But then secretly, I mean, that, remember dessert pizza when that was a thing? Absolutely. That was when dessert pizza was at its prime. So the lady would be like, hey, we're just going to take these dessert pizzas to go because we're kids. And they're like, whatever. And we'll be sold that shit back at school. Good living. My scheme was a little bit different in the sense of what I was selling, but whatever. We're on a podcast. You can say whatever you want. I used to get uh, a buddy's older bo- brother to buy cigarettes. 
uh, which at the time was like five bucks a pack in 1923. <laughs> and then I would go to school and sell each cigarette for a loony. So you were basically non-drug drug dealing. Exactly. It was like it was like the, a legal drug dealer. Yeah. But I was selling to underage kids. I as well was underage, so I was just exploiting my own kind. So you're just wheeling around in the halls, pack of darts in your pocket, and guys <laughs> would be like, "Hey Jay, what's up, bro? I got a tune dog." And you're like, "Here you are." Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's like every school had a like alley that was nearby where we would go sneak away and have a smoke. So Not my school. We did math. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'd sneak out there and just always someone's always itching for a cigarette and everyone always wants to be seen with a cigarette because that was a cool thing back then and you'd be able to soak them for a loony put it over your ear and walk around put it in your ear put it in your mouth don't smoke it light it don't inhale it just like you know how hard really it is to put a vape food. over your ear now yeah. it's yeah it's not as friendly yeah it's damn on impossible or a pack of like like vape juice cartridges in your <laughs> in your breast pocket what are you looking for root beer or candy cane <laughs> it is Lots interesting though when you're walking down the street and you're kind of walk through a cloud of strawberry mist outside yeah. of a bar or something. Well, vaping's now an art. Like, these guys, like, there's, like, vape smoke-blowing contests where they'll, like, build, like, pyramids with, like, you know, fireworks shooting out of it, all with their vape smoke and, like, little hand Stupid idiots. Smoke, when yeah. they f- tell us 10 years from now, it turns out vaping was like, you should have been smoking the whole time. That would have <laughs> been way better for you. It's going to be awesome. It's going to weed out, like, 93% of the douchebags in a certain demographic as they were all I, I, heard, I, I heard something on the radio about, like, they actually detected, like, there is some, like, carcinogens that of course are now. Is. Yeah, so, like, but, like, yeah. they were saying that this is the healthy alternative this is the you know organic version of smoking if you will it's probably better for you but it remains to be seen let's take a break though because this is a very serious non-lost podcast this week we got to take a break and we got to talk to our friends at rig hand and we got to come right back after the break we have no after rig hand and we're back we have no ad for rig hand this is probably the third most disorganized podcast i've ever been a part of and it's shameful both of you should be ashamed of yourselves. It's a terribly organized podcast. That's just my perpetual state. I'm always shameful. I'm always disorganized. <laughs> well, you know, we can mix in an ad for Rig Hand. Well, I'll tell you, we did that organic run to start. Rig well, Hand, is that good enough for you? You're listening. Your silence implies yes. Well, once again, shout out to, to Jeff at Rig Hand for, you know, wanting to jump on board and support us. But we also want to shout them back out and give them some props because you made... Uh, you know, you made the comment earlier. You gave them the wrong designation of medal. They were actually the bronze medal winner. What I say? You said gold medal winner for the Brum. Damn but it. the saving grace is they did win a gold medal for their rig hand double-double, which is, you know, their interpretation, I believe, of Bailey's or whatnot. We serve it a little brick with coffee. People seem to love it. Oh, we'll occasionally have the old eye-opener with a little double-double, let me tell you. How is uh, Nation Vodka, new Nation Vodka? I haven't oh, had it's it yet. Delicious, yeah. We uh, vodka a... isn't delicious; it's untastable. Well, exactly. That's what a good vodka is untastable. Yeah, uh, valid. So, yeah, we threw an event for Crash Dice, a viewing party at the rooftop patio of Craft. Rigan came through as a sponsor, uh, and we were able to get a few tasting bottles of Nation Vodka there, and it was delicious. Uh, we also tried their non-butter ripple, their butter scotch. Um, uh, I don't. I believe it was a schnapps. We had a shooter luge with it, with it, so I don't remember all the details because it got foggy. But uh, no, it was really good. I can attest, good stuff. Uh, you can't taste it. It's like it's like a good defenseman. You know they're good if you don't see them. I know this vodka is good because I can't taste it. That's so like that. well said. That brings it all back together. When you were a kid selling single smokes in the hallways of JP, did you think that one day you'd be having a rooftop <laughs> party sponsored by your own vodka? I thought I'd be pushing cigarettes, more cigarettes, <laughs> cartons at the time. It all things gonna. I knew I was gonna be pushing some kind of vice. By the time I'm older, it'll be cartons of smokes. Exactly. 
You'll see. All my own brand of smokes. He's a warehouse of cartons of smokes guy. If this was 1950, we'd have Nation Cigarettes. No internet, no website, but we would have Nation that Cigarettes. We would just be a cigarette company. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Smoke Nation. Smoke Nation. Get your smokes. It's interesting to watch old... I saw the other day, I, got, I fell into some rabbit hole online. It was old endorsements by athletes. And I can't remember who it was. It was a football player in the NFL. And he was like, when I get off the field, I love the cool, clean, burning <laughs> taste of a camel cigarette. And I'm like, that's funny. I wonder what happened to this guy. Died of lung cancer. Like, okay, yeah. Because you used to have those commercials as well where doctors were pushing specific brands of mm-hmm. cigarettes. The black and white pictures with doctors like, well, if you're going to come into my office and you don't have a camel in your mouth, then you get the fuck out of here. I was at the Royal Alex Hospital bunch last year, and I wandered the halls because I was bored. It was not for me, thankfully, just visiting and uh, getting a sex change. And there's the old maternity ward, and it says, Children's Pavilion, smoking not allowed. And I'm like, imagine the day they had to put that sign up. Imagine the day the doctors got together and they're like, hey, hey, doc. Yeah. What do you say we stop smoking in the kids' ward? I don't know. Whether I'm going to have to go into the maternity ward to get my dart on, I don't know. Like, different times. I once had, a, uh, in 2009, this would have been, I had a dart in the PP hotel, or uh, hospital, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right in the lobby. In in the hospital. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah, I was waiting for something. Yeah, a little checkaroo. Uh-oh. Needed a little a, nerves, maybe? Uh, need a little stitch here and there. Oh. Oh, you had a vasectomy. Good for you. Thank you. Ty vasectomy was very cheap. Super effective. They just hit you with a chisel? Yeah. (laughs) That ought to sever your tube. That's what a Ty vasectomy is. It's It's a sex change, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, they just wrapped an elastic around the old figs, and away they went. They were like, we're going to snip that off. We got a guy down the hall who wants it. We sold it to him for 800 bucks. We're going to sew it on him. It'll be peeing by the end of the night. Enjoy your cigarettes. Get out of here. (laughs) You're going to need them. I, uh, my former life, I was a business banker or commercial banker or whatever you want to call it. And then you reincarnated? And uh, this all makes sense when I tell you the line <laughs> of business this guy was in. He had a vacuum store. Like he sold an array of vacuums. Uh, and he had, I go in to meet him because, you you know, whatever. This is what you do when you're a business you banker. You went on site? I went on site. How come none of our bankers come on site? Why do we have to it's go see them? It's a different world. I was, like, I was like mm. still told to do these old school things. Mm-hmm. So I went to this guy. and With a carton uh, of smokes. He's got like. Equal size to his store, which was, you know, probably 1,500 square feet, was his office. And in his office, he had, like, these, like, eight-foot-tall trophies for, like, being, like, the top Electrolux dealer in 1934. The best. Crazy old age. And so we're sitting in the meeting. He lights up a dart and offers his pack to me so we can, like, have, like... Dueling smokes. Old like school. old school. That's old school. Of Mad Men. Like, he also had this little booze tray, this little wet bar there. Like, it was crazy. Hard comb over on him. He was a beauty. And old as fuck and still going strong. Old as fuck, still going strong. Still And, like, I still drive by his business, and he's still open. So, apparently, it's, you can still be. Is this the guy on 142nd Street? No. The Alberta near, Vacuum we, Repair? No, no. Oh. He's near 118th Ave. Oh. I feel like I'm looking around the office. You guys need a wet bar in here. Yeah. Like and if somebody elect- comes in here and you make them a make them a stiff one, and electrolyte trophies because or electrolux rather. How many times have you sold a vacuum? Not exactly. enough. Exactly. Yeah, I'd, I'd like a trophy. We've got a that. beer fridge which could constitute as a wet bar, but it does not contain any beer. That's so. true. We also have the bottle of champagne the real estate agent gave us to congratulate us on Little Brick, and we haven't even cracked that. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're holding out for something really good to celebrate. We'll figure out what that is. And we have all kinds of booze upstairs. In the nation offices, you as do. Well. Oh yeah, we got rum, we got whiskey. Our boy Nick Sagan at Wings Nation is a dealer for uh, Lamb's Rum, so he sends us a bottle every. Don't now you then. love rum? 
Oh, yeah. Isn't this the greatest thing that's ever happened? Like, if you could have told me when I was about 14, 15 years old that one day my job would allow me an opportunity to have free bottles of rum sent my way, oh, goodness gracious, what a what a dream for a young chap like myself. I'd have put down the porno I was deconstructing to sell for page by page, and I'd have said, huzzah, and gone back to work. I would discount those pages as well if I didn't properly rip them. Like if she was missing a leg or something like that. Right. Yeah, I would discount that. Oh, wow. That's like trading cards. Like if the corner's built, like uh, yeah. folded, you, you, you have to sell it for seventh grade. I'm so, just remembering mayhem from junior high with pornography right now. And I just <laughs> recalled that one time what we did for some reason, I went to a very small junior high. There's only 100 students. So anytime anything bad happened, the pool of applicants to apply for who got in trouble was very small. Like, mm. The suspect list was like me and three kids. But we decided to, we found a porno in the field. And we ripped it apart, and we went and stapled a page to every single classroom door right as the class let out. And then just stood there with the genius criminal minds of 13-year-olds watching everybody open the door and walk past the magazine. Because, of course, you couldn't see because the door wasn't open. We're like, oh, this isn't working quite how we thought. Then we waited for people to see it when they were trying to go back into the room because they shut the door. That's when the mayhem broke it. And then the teacher looked for the kids that were laughing and took us. And then we got suspended. See, nowadays you would have put that on your Snapchat. Back then, you had no Snapchat. You just no. had to wait for With the carnage. Wood door. Yeah. Snapchat 1.0. Yeah. yeah. I think it would almost be impossible now. Like, imagine when we were kids having phones and social media in school and shit like that. That'd be such a terrible idea. I'm so happy we didn't. Can teachers, like, take your phone and demand to see your texts? Surely they must be able to. In the name of law and order in a school? I don't know, man. Like, I feel like little shits now would go to their rich parents and be like, oh, my teacher wants Every child me. has rich parents? Now. I feel like it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, just the reason I say that is because my uh, my niece, like I said, I'm talking about my niece again. Every kid in her class, they need to have a laptop for school now, which I find wild. So they have like discounted ones or whatever if you can't afford a laptop. But to me, just like... To be fair, the price of a laptop has fallen... I mean, if you're not rocking MacBooks, all these little rich bastards yeah, like, probably are. But how do they control that? Like, that, that is such a distraction. I'd be on Oilers Nation every day. Slash some variety of dancing lady website. Ah, mm. With Nikki Benz. Yeah, yeah. NikkiBenz.org, yes. biggest fan. Yeah. It would be impossible to try and run little kids' shows in school nowadays. You'd need, like, a dampening field to kill all the Wi-Fi. Yeah, or I feel like that... They would need one of those EMPs where they push the EMP and just kills all electronic devices in the school. I think that sort of stuff's going to become more pervasive. Like, I don't think a temporary dampening field or some sort of situation where you can't go into a hospital and have your phone on, you can't go into a plane and have your phone on, like that type of thing. Or you see what Chris Rock was doing at his stand-up shows, where when you walk into his show, they give you like this bag with a lock and key. You have to put your phone in it. They give you the bag, but they keep the key. So you can't open your cell phone until you're leaving the venue. Damn it, Chris Rock. Why does it have to be like this? I know your wife left, and I know you were cheating, and I saw the bird revelation, and you were very forthcoming. Don't make me put my phone in a bag. I'm a doctor. What he if needs my- the attention. He's going through some shit. He wants you to listen. He and he doesn't want you to wreck his jokes. What they don't want is they don't want you to record the jokes. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's their main thing. Is that's that the real thing. They'll do yeah. the same act, you know, for Well, they'll record it because this is probably a special for Netflix, and someone's... You know, streaming it on their Periscope True. and leaking all that shit. Like, what do you get? No, Twenty million sense. for two shows? I think he got something like that. Yeah. yeah. So Him fair and... enough. I don't want to videotape. Fair enough. Chris Rock, you were forgiven. Nobody likes you. Like in that show, nobody likes Chris. They like you for real, but we forgive you. I went and to his. Got paid. Absolutely right. good. Good for you, man. I went yeah, to a stand-up show at the Windspear on Sunday, and they could not have cared less. Really? They're like, you got a phone? Cool. You're yeah. In there. 
Perfect. They Welcome. just sent out like a casual little notice before the guy went on stage saying, please shut your phones off. And you just saw everybody continuing on in their life on Instagram. Unbelievable. Yeah. $8 Stella's at the Windspear. Can you believe that? Ooh, what a steal. They believe. They believe. It was either a Kokanee or a Stella for 8 bucks. Well, I guess you got to get the Stella. That's the way I approach you think it. you're getting value there? I'm not paying 8 bucks for a can of Kokanee. No. When I was in Texas at a bar, of course. I'm was like, it Cowboys? What? No, it was called. <laughs> Shout out to the last called, podcast. It was actually called Burger Girl. It was. Oh, I remember whatever. Burger Girls were the cheapest beers we ever saw in our exactly. lives. Exactly. And I'm like, what kind of beers do you have, sir? And he's like, oh, Budweiser, Bud Light, Shinerbach, Texas beer, and Stella Artois. I'm like, Stella Artois? Where is that from? <laughs> oh, it's this Belgian beer. I'm like, I just got him. My goal was to get him to say it as many times because I thought he sounded so hilarious. Remember, it. Burger Girl had that chick that was so tatted out. And we sat so at the bar. tatted out. She had a tattoo on her that said absolutely. And I'm like, why do you have a tattoo on it? It says absolutely. She goes, well, absolutely. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I get it for some reason. Makes perfect sense. They were bringing us buckets of Bud Lights for what seemed like a quarter. Oh, we put in a day shift there. We were probably there for eight hours. Yeah. And I don't even think our bill breached 100 bucks. And like we, we had like lunch and dinner. And like this is like five of us just, you know, piling them in us. And uh, yeah, like sub 100 bucks. And you're just like, America. We did it. A couple of years ago, I went for a buddy's wedding in London, Ontario. And we ended up at this little place called the Ale House in London. And we had the same thing. We put in an eight-hour shift. And when the bill came out, we're like, oh, boy, this is going to be ugly. And it was like $200. We all had meals. We all had shots. It was ridiculous. That's the best. You feel like you're getting away with something. You're like, oh, my God, they fucked up. Like, let's just pay and get the hell out of here. Yeah. I don't want to go down the road of the lost episode last week and start talking about old nightclub experiences, but I can remember being a kid and being in the bar when Daylight Savings hit, and they rolled back, and the DJ came on. He was like, one more hour. We were like, oh, my God, they're going to let us keep drinking. I also recall us being in Vancouver thinking they were idiots because they didn't shut at 2. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. They actually shut bars at 4 there. And And we were pounding booze at, like, 159 because we thought they were idiots and forgot to close. Power hour. And, and like, at that point (laughs) point in your life, you do not leave the bar until it shuts. Exactly. Like you shut it down. You let so it like, make you we, leave. Yeah, we do the 1 a.m., 2 a.m. power hour thinking at 2 we're piling out to go get a don't air. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, next thing you know, like we're all just like leaning against the wall yeah. for two hours. Like, we can't leave. we got to fight through this. These idiots aren't shutting. What a bunch of idiots. Oh, yeah, good, that was good uh, Yeah, they got us good that time. Speaking of people who aren't idiots, that's called a segue, Dan. We're going to throw back over to another ad, and we'll be back in just a jiff. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? Yeah, can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jabbamachinery.com. Jabba Machinery Group. Join the family. All right. We're back. Real life. That was Jappa. If the Jappa ad played, you know that we're getting our shit together in production. Shout out to our friends at Jappa who are in China right now. I'm watching on their Instagram. They're visiting some city I've never heard of with a population of 400 million that build all the excavation equipment in the world, apparently. So good on them. I always appreciate the support from Jappa on my personal Instagram. They like all my photos. Thank you, Jappa. That's nice. I appreciate the likes. That's nice. Shout That's out a to- good partnership. Yeah. That is. Yeah, I like that. They're supporting the cause. We support their cause. Everyone's happy. I mean, nobody likes a bowl of beets. Nobody likes a picture of a bowl of beets. 
my friends at Japa do. Yeah, they're good kids. Good kids friends over there. Friends of the Beats, there. that's nice. Friends of the Beats. Who else do we want to talk about, lads? Let's look at our notes here. We're very I think we organized. should look at last night's hockey game, mm-hmm. Battle of Alberta. Oilers haven't lost to the Flames in almost two years. Last night, Mike Smith steals a show. But what I want to touch on is Connor McDavid was getting too many licks last night and nobody doing anything about it. That bothered me. Don't we have three separate slow-footed enforcers on this team designed to protect Connor? That's what I thought. Yeah. But when the fir- when Connor takes a shot and the first one in is my boy Nuge. Probably well, shout Nuge. out to the Nuge, oh, first yeah. of all. Rage and Nuge and Hopkins. Yeah. I Nuge it. is not afraid to get in the mix. No. And that's one thing I love about, about the Nuge. He is a high-end player. He reminds me of like Hemsky. He's not afraid to take shots and go into the hard places. Yeah, he'll get dirty. And he's not like he fought Dan Hamuse uh, there a couple years ago, who probably was a size mismatch for Nuge. But like he didn't like he, he like it said, like he, he's got the fire in him. So like good on him for jumping in there and going after, although it was Matt staging, but it was the scrum that also ensued from that. And the Nuge is now getting in the mix and like Cassian's on the ice, not doing shit. Luch the whole game. Like he couldn't handle the puck at all. So why not just run everyone over? Didn't hit anyone. That first goal where Johnny Gaudreau was just left wide open alone in front of the net. There's a great screenshot of Lucic where Dan sitting behind me had a great line this morning where he's like it looked like you were playing a game and the controller unplugged because Lucic was just kind of staring at Gaudreau but not really doing a whole lot of anything as a guy who just kicked a cord out of a laptop screwing over the first nine minutes of a podcast what are you doing Lucic you fool like if if somebody's taking a run at Connor it's gonna happen okay fine what Lucic needs to be doing is crumpling Gaudreau into a tiny little ball and throwing him into the upper deck. Mm-hmm. That's exactly, exactly what you do, Bagmel, is you, you, you've got to set that precedent. You go after their star player, and you show them, if you touch my guy, I'm going to fuck up yours, and you go and do it. Like This is the Battle of Alberta. Which their hasn't goalie been anything is, since Kevin Lowe had a full head of hair. Which is way. a shame. Which is a shame. Like, it's lost a little bit of its mojo. But it's like, lost all of its mojo. The only thing the Battle goalie. of Alberta matters is when old people are talking about in the pregame show, trying to talk to, you know, a 21-year-old who hasn't seen a Battle of Alberta that meant anything in his entire life. Yeah, and, and that's true. And like, But last night was engaged. Like, there was a lot of scrums. But it was all initiated by the Flames. It's like, we didn't show up to play the, the, the tougher game. Like, their goalie stole the show. He's playing hot, so like go and just run everyone over. Mm-hmm. We've got the meat on the team. Like, sh- shout out to Nurse for the sticking meat. up to was that Camilleri that was getting into a scrum with Hamannick and it was Aberg or something maybe Aberg, yeah. yeah and, and you know Nurse, our boy, good you know good honest man came in and tuned up Hamannick a little bit, which is good. Like that set kind of the tone, but yeah, like the rest of it was just bullshit. But we're tough, but we're not tough. Yeah, right. it's one of those things where some of these guys, the big, the big beefy boys, like if you're not scoring goals, which they're not, what is it that you're doing? Yeah, collecting Do the other giant, thing exactly. If collecting checks. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a very good job of that. If it's my boy Nuge jumping into the scrums again, God bless you, Nuge. You're a man now, a GQ man, by the way. Oh yeah, handsome as all. Looking fuck. great. If he's the first one in, there's an issue when there was a bigger guy like Cassian who should be making his first punch a drop kick into the scrum. Oh, he should have just exactly f- jumped into the pile and just taken off some heads. Like you oh. know, you know who doesn't back down, which I'm really starting to respect. He does not back down. The Juge. Oh, oh the, he's a war machine. The Juge. Uh, you watch him when he's along the boards. He's in scrums, and like if anyone looks at him sideways, he's like, what's what Cassian is sometimes. Cassian will get the cuckoo look in his eyes. But the Jude just destroys you. 
I think that Jujar is actually going to ha- come into a point where nobody's going to want to fight him because he's killing people. The last three fights he's been in have been completely one-sided. Yeah. He's killing. Yes. He's a big boy. Like he's, he's tall. He's got reach. Like yeah, if Juju's on the ice, you're going to see a different reaction than what we saw um, with Cassian on the ice. And I wonder too if that's kind of why McClellan had him up with Nugent Connor towards the end of the game last night. Yeah, fair enough. If the guys there are going to let Connor and Nuge be the ones in the scrum, well, throw Jujar up there because you know he's going to be swinging from the fences. I'd love to hear how mad McClellan gets when they – because you know McClellan is an honest day's work, honest day's pay kind of coach. Good Saskatchewan boy. Exactly. boy. So when he sees uh, Zach Cassian not going to the defense of Connor, I bet you there's steam coming out of his ears. Yeah, Cass must have just been, like, checked out, like, on that game because, like, he's normally not afraid to get in the mix. Maybe he was – he also – and and whatever. This is stuff I hear from people I respect. Cassian's a bit of a spot picker as well. So maybe that was an op- a situation he didn't want to get into for a certain reason because maybe he's scared of what Giro Dano is going to do to him. And I, I'm not saying Giro Dano stuff, but like if this if he is actually a spot picker, maybe that wasn't a spot he wouldn't take. Well, you got to live up to the role, man. You know, he's yeah. not a spot picker, or rather, the spot he picks is every time he gets challenged, the juge. Yeah, juge, juge ain't afraid. So like, I need a Kara jersey. Yeah. Yes, do it. I yeah. That's it. who I'm thinking I want to get. That's a unicorn jersey in the sense of like that is an amazing jersey to get right now. Like yeah. I would love to have a Juju jersey. Rep him hard, man. He's that guy has earned his time. If we're talking about a guy like Jujar, obviously one of the best stories of the season. Who else you got for good stories this year? Well, too like oh, well, I love the Nuge. So every year I'm very pumped with whatever the Nuge does. He's had a very good year. It's a shame he got hurt there and was out for a little bit to see what kind of where he could have ended up with points. But the real one for me actually is actually Nurse. Yeah, like, that guy has taken a giant step. Like yeah. he is now like he's in pro mode. Like when he was first starting out, he was just trying everything really hard. He would skate as hard as he could, and he would try to mix it up with guys. He was just trying to force everything. Now he's like calm and cool and like he just moves the puck up so nice he's strong he you know he gets in the mix he fights hammock last night like well his neck got thick before he looked like a lollipop and his neck was super skinny but now he's like with a nude remember the nude showed up absolutely and we got so excited because he had girth all of a sudden in his neck i swear it's like a developmental point as a player like when you show up with traps you're about to get it on (laughs) this is how we rate players what's your neck size now okay he's coming in with two more inches on his neck i'm looking at nhl discussion on insta boys the oilers are not out of it if you're wondering we have a point zero zero (laughs) zero zero four percent chance of making the playoffs. Frame of reference, I have a 0.0004% chance of running into Connor McDavid in the bathroom at Little Brick if I leave right now. Like, that is so remote, but we still have a chance. Still have a chance. What you know? we need is a flu pandemic. We need a flu pandemic like the one that killed the <laughs> Montreal Maroons in 1913 and the franchise had to fold because everybody had the flu. I'm not wishing death upon NHL players. I'm just saying if they were to die in mass numbers, we would make the playoffs. Yeah, like just like across the whole United States, and then it's just all Canadian teams, and you know we'd have an all Canadian Stanley Cup final. This would be exciting. All Canadian. I bet you ratings wouldn't decline one iota if the all league right. went to just seven Canadian teams. So if yeah. everyone can just <laughs> mail the flu bug down to the states, yeah, no, do not be sending flu viruses intercontinent or intercountryly. No, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna rub some flu virus on some blankets. Right, and go. then we're going to send them to the arenas as kind gifts. This is how they got the Aztecs, and then they will get flu, the but Spanish they don't know where it the, came the from. Spanish flu, man. See, 
Yeah, well, that's hey, genius. That's a, Solving that's problems. A, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Whatever. If I need to, you know, weave some some blankets for you to send, I will do that. Horrible, horrible, horrible season. Point zero 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 four percent chance. If you'd asked me how happy am I on March 14th or on September 30th, I'd be like, oh, man, we probably drank that champagne a little brick in the fridge because some so many awesome things happened. And Lucic probably has 90 points and, you know, it just hasn't gone to plan. The uh, I was just knocking out the 10th anniversary party article just last week, which is on April 7th at the Pint Downtown. April 7th. And one of the related articles was the playoff clinch party from last year. Oh, and it was just such a bummer to see it come up on the nation feed. I was going to go in the back end and just like take like, it we down. Dropped a, yeah. We dropped a clothing line. We had all this awesome shit happening last year. And now it's just... Now, if you were an oiler listening to how we just made the want-want noise, would it be hard for you if you were an oiler to keep your head in the game for the rest of the season? Can you understand why a guy like Zach Cassian's like, eh, you know what? I'm not gonna go push some guy because I no. checked the fuck. You up. still gotta, you still gotta show that the team's got to beat. Like, look at Connor. Like, God damn it, that guy. Like, he is playing. Like, it is quite evident that he was had every illness under the sun for the first two months of the season. Hundred percent. Because like that guy is just all over the place. Mm-hmm. He's playing a different game. He is playing a completely different game. So like, just watching the Oilers right now, just to watch Connor McDavid is Worth like the, yeah. so amazing. Like, it's 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 just like just restores faith. That, like. Everything's going to be okay, but, like, give this guy some fucking help. Like, look what he's doing night in and night out right now. So, like, I hope Cassian isn't checked out. If he's fucking checked out right now, then he's letting his captain down. If you're on a line with a guy who hasn't checked out, who's shooting for back-to-back Art Rosses, and you can't get your head in the game, you shouldn't be in the league, man. Or I would go so far as to say if you're being paid $1.9 million to play a kid's sport, then you should be able to get yourself motivated 82 fucking times. That's a tough one, right? Because I think, like, it's easy to be like, well, if you made that kind of money, you should be, you know, on every moment of every day. People are still people. But at the same time, if you're next to somebody who's shooting for history and you yourself are a quasi-crumb, you got to at least protect Connor if you're not going to score. Well, Hunter, exactly. Like, do do your job. If it's not scoring goals that game, it's protecting Connor. Go and do it. But back to the, the, the money thing, like, the f- making one point, what that does, it, it allows them to at least focus on hockey. These, you know, these guys making big sums of cash. Like, at least it allows you to focus as your world as being a hockey player. Well, that's player. not like, true. They say that if you make more money, your problems increase. Well, that's what... Mo money, mo problems is what they say. I know, say. but that's what, like, this... Uh, and, and, yeah, that's true, too, so now I'm fucking... If you're Zach Cassie and you're like, rolling around town with your brand-new girlfriend, your brand-new this, and you got, you know, a history of issues in your past you're trying to put over, dropping $1.8 million into your checking account, net, they make 23% or whatever it is, mm-hmm. that's not going to fix your problems, man. It's going to make your problems worse. I'm not saying fix your problems, but that like the theory should be it should allow them to focus on playing the sport that they're being paid to play. Well, I don't think that when they weren't making $1.6 million, they're like, oh, my head's not in the game because i got to go shovel snow after this. I mean, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Right? I think it's it's unfair to simply say, like, well, because you make $1 million, you should have no personal issues. You should be dialed in all 82 games of the year and blah. And Well, personal issues are personal issues, but it should, it should give you the opportunity to focus on the task at hand. Yeah. But that's what I would agree with, too. Like if- and it's not just Cassian. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. Not, like we're yeah, beating not, up on Cassian not, not right even, now. I mean, again, anybody. In the yeah, world. like this is like Looch. This yeah. is like anyone who's not performing right now that like they're showing, showing any kind of heartbeat right now. Yeah. It's all directed towards all of them. I think I mean, Cassian's a good player. I think he's had a 
moderate year, but he's still yeah. He's a good player. He's having he's, you know he's a so-so year, but but we like him because of the crazy, and there was no crazy last yeah. night. But and that's guy, a concern. But why is a guy like Zach Cassian? You know, why has he underperformed a lot of his career? Why do a lot of athletes underperform? It's consistency and performance. So it's not like he's the only guy guilty of not showing up every night, right? But the crazy isn't there every night. Mm-hmm. I just feel like at this point of the year, we're seeing a death march again where more guys are checking out. And it's oh, frustrating. That's who I want to close with today is Clef Bomb. How does this work? We're going to play you for another week, week and a half, and then you're going to shut it down for the rest of the year? Yeah, like so we have a quick hit up in the new section on the site today about uh, Clef Bomb. And it's weird because he's playing tonight against the Sharks. He may play another couple of games, and then they're shutting him down for the season to do a quote-unquote cleanup, whatever that means. It just doesn't make sense. If if he's got an issue that needs to be corrected, shut him down now. Yeah. What are we doing? The Oilers aren't going to the playoffs this year. What, what's happening? If you're going to trade Clefbaum, which we talked about in the ghost episode, we'll touch on here. <laughs> um, wouldn't you want him to be at max value going forward? Or if he's staying on the team, Maybe don't you want him up. to have plenty of time to recover before next season? It doesn't make sense to me. On any Whose level. call is that? That's what I like. Who, is, Oscar. That, is that is that GM? Is that coach uh, or is that player? It's player. player. Give me another week and then I'll go. Then shut me down. It's probably player saying I want to shut it down. And the coach saying well, you give me one more week. But you could bet your beans that Clefbaum's calling for an end to his season. Well, do you think maybe at all? That's he's... a compromise. Is what I'm saying. That's a compromise between someone saying you're done today. No, I want to play. A guy who pulls himself out in the playoffs for a game as Clefbaum did when Jason Smith's playing with broken ribs and Kevin Lowe played with his leg flying off. I would have to think that he's probably the guy saying, I want to shut it down. And the compromise, we're going to get a few more games out of you. Do you think at all he's just gun-shy considering what happened last time he had surgery? Oh, and his foot got infected and his blood turned to oil? Yeah. It's possible, man. Who knows, right? Who knows? Like A guy like Oscar Kleppa might be one of these guys drinking the paint, doing 1,000 crunches a day. He might be a hypochondriac. Who knows? You know he's doing 1,000 crunches a day. Oh, I'll yeah, post man. that photo again by George. Oh, Every day <laughs> post that photo. You don't get bulbous abs like that. I'd without... actually like to see an ab update of that photo and see if we're still rocking them thangs in 2018. He better be. Well, he like... certainly didn't lose his abs because he's playing too much hockey. This kid's always <laughs> on the shelf. Yeah, well, that's true. one of my concerns. If we're being very honest, and I feel like this is a safe space, and it's just three of us and oh, Dan in this room. No one's listening. The part that concerns me about Oscar Clefbaum is that last season what his was his only full year ever in any pro league. That's a problem. That is a concern. Absolutely. Let's end it this week with a concern and a problem and a hope and a prayer that Oscar Clefbaum, whatever ailing you, or maybe a trade. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.